Welcome to Living Well with Titan Well, where we discuss healthy living. I'm Mina Tran, a health educator within Titan Well Health Promotion Services, and I oversee SIP, Substance Intervention and Prevention. I'm here with two of our SIPPers, uh, peer health educators. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name is Paula Vo, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am the graduate peer health educator for the SIP team. I'm a SIPPer. Hi, my name is Leila Munchaka. I am a peer health educator for the SIP team, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Thank you. So since we are the SIP team, it's only relevant that we talk about safety in regards to social settings like parties, hangouts, festivals, concerts. So let's get started. All right, so I know this, I see this on social media a lot, um, and it's students asking whether Cal State Fullerton is a party school. So it's kind of controversial, but what do you guys think? Um, I think it definitely depends with what kind of people you hang out with, who you hang out with, and where. Uh, I know when I was at San Ana College and when I was transferring over, I was really excited about transferring over to like a four year because the atmosphere is so different and the campus culture is different. So I was like, I'm going to transfer over to Cal State Fullerton. I'm going to party. I'm going to live my best college life mm-hmm. and drink and all that. But I, although I definitely did party and go to some parties, I mostly study for my classes and I got a campus job so I spent most of my time not partying actually. So yeah definitely I feel like if there are any parties on campus it's more of a closed invite versus an open invite it's not like in the movies where someone's going around passing out flyers and like hey there's a party tonight everybody come out and we're gonna have a good time it's definitely more of if you're with a specific crowd or if you know certain people they'll connect you to those parties um, I know they're trying to change that. I think over the summer, there was more promotion for certain parties and kind of branding it as, oh, like, this is Cal State Fullerton, like, we do party. But I personally have not been to any, but I've heard from friends that they're still not the greatest parties. So I think the movies just exaggerate a lot on that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely saw some of the promotions or like the advertisement on Instagram. Yeah. So I was like, wait, that looks so cool and so fun. But unfortunately, I was also working th- over the summer. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, well, busy life, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, for myself, too, I've, I graduated here 10 years ago. And so I'm old. <laughs> so I can't really speak to the now, but I feel like the parties back then were still closed just like you, Layla. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like only if you search for it, then it'll be there, right? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely more of like you have to go look for parties. Actively look for it. Yeah, and I think that kind of takes the fun out of it because you shouldn't have to look for a party. You shouldn't have to be desperately looking to see what's going on. I feel like if it's a party, it's definitely more just oh, it's a party, you should come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you told me some of the stories of your partying days back then. Like, what was it? The uh, undie run or something? Oh, yeah, they that? used to have an undie run here. I think it was, I mean, I just, I'm just walking around campus and I just see people running around with their underwear. <laughs> and apparently it's a tradition um, more for graduations. Mm-hmm. And people would just, yeah, run around with their undies and then end up at the um 
where is the there's like a little uh, fountain in the front of the school with the Cal State Fullerton side oh. and everyone would end up there not to say that we're promoting that but <laughs> um, that's just what happened back then <laughs> I know they're trying to bring it back I think last year this year they're trying to make it happen but I think it's just things are different now like the times are just different that people are not as willing to do something like that some yeah. people are others don't really see the fun in it so I guess it's just everyone's definition of like what they want to do for fun. Yeah. But like just kind of whether it's 10 years ago or now, I think what I notice is that students here are, we're all commuters, right? And there's like a lot of students that are working. There's students that are parents on campus, you know, so it's not um, to say that we're a party school. But speaking of parties paula i know you mentioned with friends so if you're out and about going to events how do you all stay safe we definitely talk about our a plan ahead of time so in the car on the way to the party we're like okay so what is our game plan just in case something happens and some one of the one of the things like making sure we know where the exit is like for example if we're going to like a club and we're all over 21 and if we're going to a club and it's like an underground clubbing scene and you have to go through the bar area I feel like knowing where the stairs are knowing where you can exit from making sure that just knowing and being aware of where you're at at all times is really important too because not just for your own safety but also like if something happens you can get out of there yeah for me when i go out with friends i recently turned 21 so i went to my first bar last week i think or two weeks ago and what i've noticed is that a lot of the bathrooms are in the back at the Mm. very back of the bar so because of that it's just made me more aware more cautious of going to the bathroom with my friends Mm -hmm. or at least knowing that someone is going with them that like someone we trust because yeah it's kind of weird that the bathrooms are in the very back they're kind of hidden and it's very dark also so kind of just knowing where your friends are at at all times and also i share location with all my friends so if there's anyone wandering off we just look up their location and we know where they are yeah um i'd say i totally agree with paula i remember i went to a concert it's not even a party it's a concert it was r&b and it was expensive to buy the tickets it was like a whole festival and you would think that the organizers of the concert had like you know a a great exit strategy or a great plan Mm -hmm. but it was chaos uh people were only forced to go through one exit and that made me so anxious and there was a door by the restrooms Mm -hmm. with what Leila said and I literally yelled at the security guard (laughs) to get me (laughs) out because I felt so uh hyper what is it called like the claustrophobic claustrophobic and I felt like my safety was in jeopardy Mm -hmm. yeah so it's terrible I went to Coachella and there was a venue where it's inside it's an indoor venue and it's one way in one way out and obviously at Coachella these are crowds of people trying to go in to see the artist and it got so bad to where it was just fully packed in there Mm -hmm. so you couldn't even really make it past the door so like the entrance is right behind you but there's a bunch of people in front of you and you're stuck so you can't really move in or out 
and eventually the security there's like a bunch of securities that came and they kind of just started taking people out because it was really hot in there and it was just a whole mess and i feel like when it comes to huge festivals like that you would assume they have better strategies to organize and have crowd control Mm -hmm. but recently there just hasn't been a lot of crowd control and a lot of festivals i've seen in a lot of concerts and i think it's just because also with covid there's just more people that are more excited to go see these people and they're not really aware of how many people are going to show up to these events yeah so i mean what if you were kind of in that situation and no no Layla, you said that you were in that situation so what is your way to get out or stay safe in that case i think because i started feeling that it was hard to push through the crowds i was like i don't even want to try getting in even more i'm just gonna come like right back out from where i came from Mm -hmm. because at that point it's not really worth it if you're not gonna have a good view to see the artist and you're gonna be stuck in between a bunch of people it's kind of like it's better to just leave and if it's really hot also then it's not a good situation to stay in so i would just leave and make sure that the people i'm with also leave with me yeah yeah i agree like definitely listening to your body to see to access if if this if you, can, if you can really make it through this like how hard would it be for you you know nina i was talking to you about like kcon though i went um a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and the even though the convention was inside and the stage was inside i thought it would be better crowd control but they literally put us in the back corner of the um, convention hall and they just put a stage and then barricades Mm -hmm. so there was already a crowd when i came and i came from the side and then throughout the sessions um while i was waiting to see my artists they just pushed me from the side all the way to the middle and they pushed it when i was like against the barricade so i got separated from my group and I couldn't even move out because we were like packed like sardines Mm -hmm. but I find that even in those situations even though I I, it was really hard for me to breathe and all but people around me were checking up on me Mm -hmm. and they were checking up on each other and making sure that we were okay that even though there's not enough space for all of us that there was still some space for us to breathe nice there were active bystanders yeah they were so nice and i've been to many concerts and i feel like those people definitely helped me out with making sure i was okay making sure that if i need something that they can definitely help me out Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's great they also do that at festivals when i go if it's really hot and the security guards are like throwing water bottles if like a person really needs it they'll start pointing to that person and be like hey like this person needs a water like throw it over here so i think that's really great because you don't have to do a lot you literally just have to bring attention to where if someone needs help then just help that person get help yeah and i noticed kind of like a theme like y'all mentioned yeah just because we're not like technically at parties these are still social events right Mm -hmm. that maybe alcohol is involved maybe not but you know just the fact that you're staying safe by figuring out an exit strategy having some buddies with you that you trust and then also um, being an active bystander and helping other people out, right? So um, kind of segging way into now that you're peer health educators and now that you're sippers, how has that perspective changed now that we talk about alcohol? Like what was before and after peer health educator life like? Oh, and then what do you do as peer health educators? Uh, We do a lot actually. 
I feel like Layla can talk about it a little <laughs> bit more because she actually does the doing, and I've been doing the supervising while also managing tasks for her. But definitely, we start from like outreaching students. So even though we have all this information, how can we pass on to the students? How can we inform the students and stay educated? And one of the models that we really learn at Tidingwell is that we're not here to tell you what to do.、Um, we just have the resources and information for you all, so that you can stay safe. And so we do a lot of outreach presentations.、Uh, I know we do like a alcohol training for clubs. We also just recently added naloxone training, so that's really、um, exciting and interesting. And I'm sure Nina can talk about it a little bit more too. And then one of my favorite thing is just being out on campus and talking to students directly about the information and the resources that we have.、Mm-hmm. What about you, Layla? What's your favorite part about working? It's I also like the fact of just being out there on campus and talking to a lot of students because sometimes students are not as scary as a lot of people would seem、mm-hmm. to think. It's really actually easy to talk to a lot of students about a topic that's very controversial because I feel like we're more open-minded about it,、mm-hmm. and because it's such a controversial topic, there's not a lot of discussion about it. So when someone actually chooses to discuss it and make a whole event out of it, show your presentation on it, sh- have you do a little activity on it, it creates that safe space to be like, hey, we're not here to judge, we're here to educate. Yeah, I think definitely one of my favorite part is when you know, for example, if like students get in trouble with like drinking on campus, and they're sent to our sanction workshops on our Fridays,、um, and at first they're coming in and they're like, I don't want to be here,、yeah. I don't want to listen to you talk about <laughs> alcohol. But then, as we're talking about alcohol, as we're sharing our experiences, both as a student and as a As a person and as a peer educator, I find that we're kind of relaying and being relatable to the students.、Mm-hmm. And when they're leaving, they're like actually excited to l- be learning more information about alcohol. Or when after the workshop and I see them on campus, they're like, "Oh, I actually taught." Or I actually relayed this information to my friend, and so I think that's one of the greatest things about outreach is that we can reach all of the students, all the forty-something thousand students at Castle Fullerton.、Mm-hmm. But by reaching a couple thousand, then they can help reach out to their other friends, and that's how the information and the resources are spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also notice when they come into the workshops, they kind of come in with this guard up, kind of like. Oh, like I don't want to talk about this. Like you know, this is not something I want to talk about with you of all people. Yeah. But then, as we do the workshop, you kind of notice how they start to let down that guard and be more comfortable, and they start talking with you and having an actual conversation. And one time,、um, I did a workshop, and at the very end, they left, and they're like, "Actually, this was a lot better than I thought it would be." Yeah. I was like, "Well, thank you," because I try not to make it. Uncomfortable because I'm not here to judge. I have friends who have probably done the same mistakes as you have, if、yeah. not worse. So it's not really a space for us to judge. It's kind of just to educate and be like, hey, like this happened. But if you are gonna do that, at least do it safely so nothing happens to you. Because、yeah. at the end of the day, that's all that's important is your safety. 
I feel like that's also a misperception too, right? Like yeah. we come in, we're like, hey, we're here to talk about substance intervention and prevention. Mm-hmm. And I guess right off the bat, I feel like maybe people think we're going to judge, you know, choices, yeah. but we're like the most non-judgmental team, <laughs> you know, because things happen. And I think we, our education is all about kind of, kind of making it a space, right? For yeah. people to talk about these topics and we often kind of learn I mean we I mean I learned things back in the day 10 years ago from like my family Mm -hmm. and there was a point where I couldn't even say rave I would get in trouble for saying the word rave in my family Um, and so I would learn things from my family and my friends but none of it is really it's all kind of like myths or like kind of misperceptions that get passed along and not really kind of facts right so I get to be non-judgmental but also share like real information yeah and I think in our age right now or at least in like the college age it's more so like exploring about what's out there yeah and like we're all curious and it's okay to be curious and want to try things but it's even better when you're trying things and you're doing it safely and kind of being like mindful of what could happen and what the possibilities are and what to do in case something happens Mm -hmm. um and also I feel like with at least for my parents when they were teaching me a lot about this stuff it was more so like trying to put fear into me and be like if you do this like (laughs) your life is ruined and I think that's a lot with like the older generation too kind of just onto the younger generation creating fear don't do it yeah don't do it (laughs) it's bad it's like taboo to talk about it and I feel like us being able to create that space of it's actually not bad to talk about it you actually learn more if we talk about it um it's something that I like to be a part of I like that we're doing that now what um so now that you're sippers like what tips do you kind of adopt in your own life when it comes to like alcohol and uh, other drug related what i've been doing well when i do go out with my friends because they're older than me so they already have been 21 for a while and i've noticed that not a lot of people drink water when they drink right it's actually crazy i didn't realize how bad it is because i saw my friend and she was drinking and she it looked like she was done for the night so i was like okay like you should drink water and i had asked her oh like have you been drinking water she's like I don't think so. I was like, well, maybe you should. <laughs> you should drink water. <laughs> yeah, you should drink water and you might feel a little better. So it's really crazy. And also, like, at the bar I went to, I asked if I wanted water. And they kind of looked at me like, oh, you want water at the bar? I was like, yeah, I can drink <laughs> water. So it's not as common as I thought it was to mm-hmm. drink water, but it helps a lot. So please drink water. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the things I learned while be being here as a sipper is that if you drink water as you're drinking alcohol you could kind of get rid of the hangover feeling that you get the next day right so my my friend she went out drinking and she was like for some reason i have a headache and it's like 2 a.m and i'm like well did you eat did you drink water and she's like no today's partying day and i'm like well you should be drinking water as much as you're drinking alcohol maybe even more Mm. just so that you don't wake up hungover and what if you have like responsibilities the next day then you can't even complete those tasks that you wanted to do yeah Yeah. and sometimes i feel like it might not even be like that bad of a hangover it's just like a mix of dehydration and like the fact that you're hungry that makes it feel like 10 times worse so eat before yeah and drink in between drink water in between i must say though that 
when you're under the influence of alcohol, the food does taste ten times better. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I think I had drank like two shots or something. That's all it takes to take me out because I'm I have the Asian glow and I am allergic to alcohol. But I went to go get this taco place across from the bar, and it was really good. Like. It was melting on my tongue, <laughs> and it was so soft and tender. And then I went the next day because I want to experience that again, and it was just not the same quality or not the same flavor that I was expecting. Mm. And I was like, "Wow, I thought I had found my taco place or something." Alcohol changes you, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, <laughs> really good tips that we have.、Um, I know one thing that I I still kind of adopt is like again drinking water in between,、um, and yeah, I feel like. Now that I'm a professional and a health educator, it's different, and I'm at a different stage in my life.、Mm. I have a family. I have babies now,、yeah. so <laughs> it's hard to kind of like relate. But for sure,、um, I remind my husband all the time: drink water in between, and yeah, stay hydrated. So I mean, just closing out. You know, we talked about、um, you know how to stay safe at concerts and festivals, and one of the things that we talked about is. Buddy system. We talked about having an exit strategy, how to leave safely, talking about it with your friends before you even enter the concert or the festival. We also talked about how our lives as professionals kind of impacted, you know, how we see alcohol and how we see drinking,、um, and we kind of adopt those tips in our life. So whether it's drinking water in between, hydrating,、um, having a safe buddy. So those are some tips that we offer for. Our SIP team. So, just closing out. Is there anything else that you wanna say? I I do wanna say that we're still learning too. Like even though you may look at us as health educators for SIP, I'm still learning ways in which I can better myself when I'm going out and drinking.、Mm-hmm. And although it may seem like I know all the all the information and I'm such an expert on this topic. There's still sometimes where I feel scared too in like emergency situations,、mm-hmm. not knowing how to act a certain way, and so just really being aware and making sure that we're just learning too. Like we're not experts or professionals yet. We just happen to know the information and the resources. Yeah, and also just based off our own experiences, we're going through the same experiences as a lot of you. So it's kind of just being able to learn from that and be like, "Hey, I went through this. Maybe it can help you." Or, "Oh, this is what I've seen with my friends. Maybe this can help you in your situation with your friends too." And yeah, if you see us outside tabling, please come by and say hi.、Um, we're just here to help, and we love having conversations and meeting a lot of new people. Yeah, you could get some free swag、yes. items like the buttons or our stickers. I love the buttons. So thank you for being here, Sippers. Thank you. Let's talk about an important topic. So again, remember to follow Titan Well at CSUF Titan Well. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. This episode was produced by Titan Well Health Promotion Services. Living Well with Titan Well is a product of CSUF's Titan Radio.